0: Okay, saints, uh, let's look tonight at prayer promises, okay? Let, let's start in the book of James, okay? Uh, let's go to James chapter uh, James chapter 1, and, and I'll tell you, this stuff is, this is what's changed my life, uh, you know, compared to, um, you know, uh, you might want to say contemporary thought. Uh, actually, there's a whole lot of contemporary thought now that's right down in line with what we're talking about here, because you just can't think certain ways and when you know the Bible says to do something else, so... So let's let the Bible do our thinking for us here. Let's go James chapter one. And James chapter one, look at verse five. Any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. So it sounds like if you ask him, he's going to give it to you. Yes, and notice the context. It says he gives to all men liberally. Liberally, we know what that means. It's just abundance. I well, don't you know what Jesus said, I'm comes you might have life and have it more abundantly. Yeah. I like the phrase, upbraideth not. Now, I know I use the King James a lot. I can just about quote, seems like most of the New Testament, a lot of it, to just sort of name the passage, and I can get right with it. But but anyway, uh, the word upbraideth not means to stand there and and chew you out, get on to you. In other words, like, I'll give it to you, but first I'm going to give you a good tongue lashing. No, he's not. He's just going to give it to you. You know, God's not a cheapskate. He's not going to go broke. What he does, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 1, is that it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Actually, Romans chapter 2. But anyway, it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. So what he does, is he answers your prayers, you know, praise God, and then we're stuck with it knowing that, how'd you get that? Well, God did it for me. Well, what are you going to do about it? Well, sometimes people think, and it might even be you, you might not do anything, but after God keeps doing it and doing it doing it, you know, you're going to realize, you know, I owe him something. And, yes, we owe him our lives. Anyway, go to verse 6 in James 1, verse 6. Then let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. No wonder what that is. <laughs> it's the same thing as if I told you the fish are biting. If you believe me and have faith, you'll go, right? Well, I'm not, I never caught anything down there before. I'm not going. Well, what would you call that? Well, you doubt it. You don't have any faith. What's well, the same thing here? He says, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. What is wavering? He's not talking about a wafer. Wavering means, you know, well, I think it'll happen, and no, I don't think it'll happen. I think it'll happen. No, I don't think it'll happen. You can't waver. You've got to say it's going to happen. So he says, uh, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Notice verse 7. Let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. Well, the thing he was asking for in verse five was patient i mean it was, excuse me was was wisdom uh but it inferred all the way through uh six and seven that it's anything you know wow let, let that man think he shall receive anything of the lord look at verse eight a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways double-minded to me yeah when you prayed and all of a sudden you go well i don't think it's going to happen well no i think it will happen no i don't think it's going to happen now where does that usually take place? It's not that we actually go around saying it to anybody, although that can happen and it but it's usually in our head. We're going, I don't think so. Yeah, I think so. I don't think so. And that's where worry is born. We begin to think, I don't think so, and when we start preparing that it's never gonna happen. And worry will just control yourself. And it does you know, it sounds like you know, if you if you if you were using faith for a little bit and then not using your faith uh a little bit. Back and forth, you would think. Well, ultimately, faith would win out. But no, uh-uh. you got to be single-minded. You've got to stick. Well, you got to stick with one or the other. Remember that you can't serve God and Mammon. You got to choose one one or the other. You know. So okay, well, just use your faith. I mean, why not? Why not just give it a try? Praise the Lord. And that's what Psalm 34 says. Said, "Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good." I mean, try it. Praise the Lord. But anyway, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Wow. Okay. Well, praise God i see how that goes. Hey, while we're right close, go to James chapter 5. Let me show you another one here. In James chapter 5, uh, look down here at, uh, let's take verse 14. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Uh, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Oh my goodness, I don't know what that prayer of faith is. Saints, we've got to jump off the bridge. We've got to believe. We've got to try it. We've got to use our faith and just 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 pretend like God's going to heal somebody. Let's just all pretend. We don't know how to do that. I mean, it's one of the greatest things your kindergarten teacher ever taught you. Let's all pretend we're in the bus. Everybody acts like they're in the bus. I remember that. Let's pretend we're in an airplane. That's easy. We just see ourselves in an airplane. Well, let's pretend that God is going to heal somebody. You know where the best place to practice is yourself? I mean, a lot of times little things happen and all. Um, uh you know, it's not critical, but it hurts. You walk around barefoot enough, you're liable to hit something with that toe, especially if you run. But, and you can't blame it. To, well, I was running. Well, if you're not running, you might step on something. Well, then I should have had my shoes on. Well, you can have endless excuses, but when you cut your foot, cut your hand, or something happens, you bend your finger or whatever, uh, pray. Just try the word of, let's pretend. And he says here, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. Now, that's one of my favorite passages right here, because look what it says. Because a lot of times we just talk ourselves out of blessings. Well, you know, God will do it for Richard. Well, oh, if you just knew me, you know, wow. You know, uh, I deal with the same things. I mean, why do I think God's going to do it for me? Because the Bible says so. But let me help you with this condemnation, this like, do I feel worthy enough that God's going to do something for me or not? Look at this. He says, and the... Uh, He says, uh, in the prayer of faith, verse 15, shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. Wow, look at this. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is fantastic. Now, this is related to being sick, but it could be anything small or whatever. But we talk ourselves out of so many blessings. Well, the Lord won't do this for me because I'm such a bad person. Or I did this, I remember when I was a teenager. Or I remember just the other day. Or I know me, I'm liable to do something. We'll we'll just name anything. Now, where we get all that from, we don't get that from the Lord. Because the Lord doesn't instruct us to act that way. Peter tried to say that one time when the Lord filled his boat full of fish. Jesus told, I mean, Peter told Jesus, he says, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. You know what Jesus said? He didn't even listen to it. He said, from henceforth, you're going to catch men. (laughs) He didn't pay attention to it. Remember Peter denied him, too, before Jesus went to the cross? That old scoundrel. But that's not what Jesus said. Jesus didn't say that to them. He knew they were scared. He even told them that night before he was crucified, he said, everybody's going to scatter. The shepherd's going to be smitten, and the sheep are gone on scattered. scatter. <laughs> oh, I'll never deny you. But he did. And we've all made mistakes, too. And you can't focus on that because when you focus on it, guess what? You're not using your faith. And this says, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. So if you're focused on, well, I guess I've made so many mistakes and whatever, so God's not going to help me with my arm is hurting or my muscles are hurting or my head is hurting or whatever. See, let, me, let me help you with a scripture. Um, Psalm 103, verse 1, 2, and 3. It it, would be hardly impossible if you ever forget this, if you ever heard it. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. And he was talking to himself. He didn't say, everybody around me, hear me, praise the Lord. No, you hear yourself, praise the Lord. And then he goes on and says, and forget not all his benefits. Oh, my goodness, we got benefits? Yes, and we all know what benefits are. Well, I'm not going to work for that company unless I get these benefits. I want health insurance. I want this. I want whatever. Let me tell you, this is the greatest form of health insurance right here. Forget not all his benefits. And here's the next verse. Who forgives all thine iniquities and heals all thy diseases. Now, he was talking to himself. And you need to tell yourself that in the mirror. That Jesus forgives me of everything I could ever do and will do. And he also heals me from everything that might come my way. And you've got to quit talking yourself out. I know when you hear that, you think it's that no way, there's no way, there's no way. You know, however, a lot of people will argue, well, how will I ever die and go to heaven if I don't catch something? Well, you know, you can just wear out, you know. We are going to pass away, but we don't have to pass away early. And I like arguing with the facts of the Bible. Remember the Bible said, honor your father and mother. It's the first commandment with we'll promise that you it'll it'll be well with you and you'll live long on the earth. We don't need a first commandment with promise. We just need a first commandment, and, and, and by cracky you better obey it. That's not what he said. He said it's the first commandment with we'll promise, praise the Lord. And he says that uh, <laughs> it will be well with you, and you'll live long. And you might say tonight, well, I, I'm, that's just it, Richard. I, I, I gave my mother and my daddy, I, I gave them the toughest time. I mean, I, I was not a good, I was not good. Well, listen, Jesus was good for you. You can repent of your sins. I mean, just simply just ask the Lord to forgive you, and you get to take on you what Jesus did, how He treated His heavenly Father. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Praise the Lord. Your past is gone. There was a paralyzed guy. Remember in the Bible, Matthew chapter, uh, Matthew chapter uh, nine, and uh, but anyway, uh, it, it, the actually chapter eight. But anyway, Matthew chapter eight. Uh, a fascinating story. These his friends, I think four of them, were carrying him, and they lowered him down through the roof. They tore the roof up where Jesus was teaching, preaching, whatever. Jesus saw him, and the Bible said, "Seeing their faith." And here he comes, this paralyzed guy. They lowered him down in there because <laughs> they couldn't get to Jesus. And Jesus didn't say, well, you know, hey, you take you, hey, just wait your turn." Let me tell you something. Everybody's going to get their turn. It doesn't matter. You can break in line. Jesus is going to heal you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just use your faith. But anyway, uh, so the first thing Jesus tells this guy is he says, My son, thy sins be forgiven thee. What do you think did that did for that fellow? What well, the same thing should do for you and I? Don't worry about your sins, understand you got mercy. Praise God! You know, as soon as you see this, you're going to find out that you 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 match everybody in the Bible, uh, that got this the same way, because you're not going to earn it. You're going to use your faith. You're not going to earn it. God gives these things to you as a gift, and He does the same thing in prayer, whatever it is. That's where you got to use your faith. Praise the Lord! But anyway, He said, He said, "My son, thy sins be forgiven thee." Then, you know. <laughs> Oh, people got all bent out of shape. The Pharisees did. Who is this that forgives sins? Only God can forgive sins. Well, Jesus turned around and said, hey, what's easier to say? Thy sins be forgiven or uh, take up your bed and walk? But to show you that I have authority to forgive sins, he turned and he said to the guy, the paralyzed guy, "Uh, take up your bed and walk. (laughs) And the guy took up his bed and walked. (laughs) Oh, but wonder why he told him, your sins are forgiven. Because faith matters, and that young man or old man, whoever he was, you know, was not going to get anywhere as long as he believed that Jesus wouldn't help him. Praise the Lord. But anyway, uh, back to this prayer of faith here. This is amazing. Uh, Let me just go a little further here in James chapter 5. Look at verse 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. What? Yeah. I mean, if you don't pray, you might as well getting healed. See, we don't understand sometimes that it's, it's an order system. You have to put your order in. We're in the world. I mean, I, did, did any of y'all go see Jesus today? Isn't he at Jerusalem? No, he's not here. He's not here on this planet. He's only inside you and me. And he's trying to get us to operate according to what he taught us. Remember, he said, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. See, if it was just automatic, he never would have said you had to pray. Nobody says your Father knows you have needed these things before. You ask him. You got to. We're practically down here starving. We're starving for God's blessings. You got to have them. And the only way to get them is through Jesus Christ. The devil wants it all shut up. He wants it all closed up. He wants us all to start believing that, well, you never know if you're going to get anything anyway, so don't pray. Oh, man, that's a fine way to shut the system down. Well, that's the reason he likes it so well. He didn't want any of us praying. Notice this in verse 15. I mean, 16, it's a, it's a, it was a surprise to me. Confess your faults one to another. Pray one for another that you may be healed. You mean this stuff works? Well, oh, of course. He just said in verse 15, the, use the prayer of faith. I am, exposed, I am supposed to expect that when I pray for somebody that they get healed. I'm supposed to. I mean, gee, I see doctors uh, do that best of their ability. Am I going to be all right? Doctors, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. Well, I mean, they know their medicine. They know what they're doing, and they're trying to build up hope. They don't want you to come in there and go, well, you know, as far as this can Even in our world of cancer and our cancer centers and stuff, they don't start you out by going, now, look, don't get you hope, somebody. I mean, this is probably the end of the road for you. <laughs> they don't do that. I mean, we are well aware of situations out there. But God is telling us, pace God, we should have a higher hope. Now, I'm not done with verse 16. Look at this. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now, all he means is stick with it. It's the prayer of faith. Wow. Then he goes into the weather. This is the reason I have refused to believe uh, uh, since I found these things out. And I found them out at a very young age. Uh, anyway, uh, that uh, I can't pray about the weather. It's ridiculous. You, you mean you can pray about the weather? Yeah. Verse 17, look at this. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again that heaven gave rain and brought forth her fruit. I mean, so what do you get from that? You mean I can pray like Elijah? He just said that. I mean, if words mean anything, of course that's what he said. And it's true. You can pray and stop the weather. You can pray and start the weather. I mean, I tell you, we had a devastating year this year in April. Oh, And if you go back and you track uh, many of those storms and where they were going and where they were heading and where they did not go and all the debris and things, and you watch how trees and whatever, instead of falling one way, fell another way. I mean, I mean it's, you know, we have to come to grips that, praise the Lord, what if... Our people in the wonderful state of Alabama, what if none of us ever prayed and we went through April 27th one more time? Man, I don't want to know. <laughs> I was praying. I don't want to know. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because I know that these words here are so. Praise God. Well, anyway, that's all the time we got tonight. But anyway, praise the Lord. Oh, by his stripes we're healed. And I just. Thank the Lord that he takes care of us financially, and uh, if you're facing any kind of trouble tonight, whatever it is, you know, the Lord gets you out. Bless the Lord, O oh, my soul, and also then he bless his holy name and forget not all his benefits. And I'll praise the Lord and praise God. And he says, I'll call upon the Lord who's worthy he prays, so shall I be saved from my enemies. Don't be going to bed tonight thinking this is, <laughs> your life's going to be rough. Praise God. Go to bed knowing the Lord will take care of you. Oh, all these things, Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.